welcome to episode 11 of Sometimes Heroes. My name is James, and I'll be your game master. Let's introduce our players. I am Mark, and I'll be playing Gij, a shieldbearer. I am Amanda, playing Galena, the grumpy teenage bard dwarf. I'm Winter, I will be playing the elven druid, Sariel. Hi, my name is Molly, and I will be playing Eden, who is a human sorcerer. Hi, my name is Eric, and I am playing Sten, the half-orc barbarian. Last time on Sometimes Heroes, you guys went through the kind of shoddy legal system in this country and proved that not just you guys, but also Eden's father were not to blame for all this mess going on. Although you have yet to lay the blame squarely on anyone, and you have yet to find the alpha lycanthrope. And how long again do we have before we need to kill that thing? You like have until <laughs> tomorrow night, I believe. Sweet. Oh god, we're gonna die. No, you'll well, just, we're just turn gonna into transform monsters. Into... Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, and then someone will probably have to kill us, otherwise we'll infect everyone well, else. We can we can probably put you in a cell or a cage until you feel better and the moon goes away. Like pull an Uncle Nami. Yeah. <laughs> lock him. <laughs> but you know Lock him uh, in Kite's I mean, office like we I mean, all, we like, can I, I guess we can just go into character and say we're talking about this. I mean, we have a very good lead on where the Alpha Lycanthrope probably is. I'm pretty sure it's on that ship. I mean, Nami told us he was turned by a large cat, and it was he pointed out the Amber Sun ship. Speaking of which, did you bring Uncle Nami with you, or is he still in the cage at the guardhouse? Oh. Oh, it, damn, I think we forgot him. Well, no, I mean, we're, we're, we have an opportunity to, like, retroactively say if we did or not. I we, kind of like the idea of you guys walking out and then realizing he wasn't with you and being like, oh, we should, I guess we should probably get oh, him. Oh, we forgot him. Would Eden want us to drag him along to her place? Yeah, I don't want to just leave him in a cell or wherever they're keeping him. So we went back and we tried to talk Kite into letting us take him. Well, Kite wanted you to take him. Oh, well, then there you go. He just yeah, didn't Kite want him to be want him. living in him. <laughs> Kite didn't want him in his office all night. The four of you go back into the keep for a moment. Perhaps Galena sits outside being annoyed at the rest of you for being so ditzy. Aren't we at Eden's house? Not yet. No, you guys are leaving. Looking forward to that bath, though. Yeah. I'll bet. You pick up Uncle Nami. He is grateful to be pulled out of the pages because he was put there once Kite was no longer able to babysit, but he walks quietly with you unless you address him. The streets of Oblik are quiet. It is maybe five in the morning. There are some men going towards the docks. They look as if they might be fishermen, but mostly you just see soldiers nodding off in the darkness on their long night watch. I believe Galena is going to hang out at Skyward Vine, and the rest of you are going to sleep at Eden's. I think I was invited to go, so I decided to go with them, because I thought, oh, okay, why not? I mean, it yeah. might be more interesting, and maybe I can get a look at Eden's instruments, since I heard she plays, and she's sort of eager to see if she's got anything cool, or if she's jam free. with her. Yeah. Plus, well, I actually, I don't know if you guys will know this, but as a bard, I get free free um, room and board as long as I play at uh, yes. inns. Yeah. Oh, man, She's popular that's awesome. by demand. Lucky! Sorry. Awesome and lucky. You can just cut that out if you want. Those are going in. Thank you for giving me those sound bites. <laughs> just, <laughs> just interspersed them throughout the entire thing. Yes. <laughs> you just got stabbed. Lucky! <laughs> so, I like it. So just just to clarify, why aren't we going yet? We gotta get Nami. I'm tired. Uh, and who's, who's this guy? Uh, He's our best lead on why the Lycanthropy spread through town. Oh. An old orcish man who still has the remnants of a lot of makeup, making him look less orcish. 
so what we're going to do is you guys can talk on the way back, but basically you guys are just going to hang out at the Milan estate for a little bit before you guys crash from having been up all night. Definitely take a bath. That too. Speaking of which, out of character again, Winter slash Sariel, you are on the rooftops next to these guys listening to them. So you can interject, do things, whatever you want. I think at this point, just kind of content to observe. Okay, cool. So you guys are all werewolves. Well, not yet. No. I, I mean, so not every... Okay, so when someone's been, they don't turn into a werewolf. They turn into various animals. Um, it might be a right. wolf, but in this case, it's yeah. not. What uh, sort of wares are you guys? Well, that remains well, to be gonna, seen. Yes, uh, although our best clue is that we're probably going to turn into rats, and I don't know why I'm laughing. It's terrifying. Galena starts snorting and giggling because she thinks it's hilarious that they're all going to turn into rats during well, the full moon. I'm, like, how I'm, can that be scary? I'm not going to turn into anything because I haven't gotten bitten yet. I don't intend to get bitten. You could intersperse that lucky soundbite here. <laughs> lucky! <laughs> all right, so I guess we're going to have to babysit them. So, yeah, we may not be easy to babysit. You become pretty violent when you turn, from what we've seen. We'll, fi we'll find a solution, Sten. We'll find a solution. Honestly, well, if we you... turn in front of you, my best advice is to run as fast as you can in another direction. So, out of yes. character, have they explained to Galena that the where animals can be controlled by music? I bet they have made that clear to you, at least that they are affected by music. Yeah. Seriously. I believe we mentioned that in our last... I don't remember if it was in character or out of character, but I believe we mentioned that in the last uh, session. Okay. The most important aspect of it is the fact that the instrument that makes, that controls them, has to be made of silver. I anticipate we told you when we were laying out the case of how the lycanthropy spread, you know, when we were talking to Ulrich. We, we gave you a big mm -hmm. info dump there. But, hmm, maybe she's wondering if since... Eden's all fancy, rich girl. She's got some silver instruments at her house. She's just curious. Yeah, they have silver instruments right now, just on them. Oh, they just haven't okay. been using them. Cool. So the lot of you walk along the streets of Oblik into Sutter's Walk. There is a large guard presence there, perhaps to make the rich folk feel better. And when you arrive at the Milan estate, the lights are on in the windows, and you can hear the servants moving around and cooking as if they are preparing for a party of sorts. Is it normal for them to be doing this at 5 a.m.? No, but, you know, your dad just did just get acquitted. Very true. I was going to say, now that we've got a Namtar, I'm pretty sure your dad's going to want to talk to him. It's very relevant to his role as the Minister of Health. Well, you might be right, but yep. before any of that happens, I want to get some sleep. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess I'll go ahead and lead everyone inside. You guys can decide what to do now. When you arrive inside, there is food prepared and ready for you already, and there's more coming out. Oh, hell yes. The, servant, the servants have all been woken. Oh my and god, are, thank god. Sorry. And are doing... All of their duties. Some of them look a little bleary-eyed because they've just been woken up in the middle of the night and told to prepare a feast. But your mother looks confused but happy. Your father is dancing with her in the hall. <laughs> Aww. And she goes from very happy to horror-stricken, but then slowly back to very happy as she sees you because she realized how close everything came to being really awful 
but that everybody is pleased to see you. You guys can sort of narrate yourselves what happens here, as long as you don't go crazy off the rails. Galena looks at the food and then looks at Eden and says, I can get used to hanging out with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. blame you. So I, I guess my dad would already know everyone here probably except Nami, but I need to introduce everybody to Madre. Oh, who? <laughs> she puts her hand to her chest and laughs because she's still in her nightgown. Oh my, who are all these people? I'm just going to put a hand up over my blindfold because I see she's wearing her nightgown. <laughs> oh, it's there's modest. no need to be embarrassed. I mean, after all that we've been through tonight, this is honestly, this should be the least of anyone's worries. But I'm going to, well, I guess I should ask first. So has Father told you about the events of, of the evening? I think, judging by the way everyone's acting, I would imagine you already know. Yes, and I should be mad at you for not telling me earlier, but I'm just so happy everyone's okay. Huh, well then I'm even happier that everything turned out the way that it did. Yes, otherwise there would be hell to pay. I know, but I thought since my friends here were such a great help in helping me prove Father's innocence, would it be alright with the two of you if we allowed them to stay with us? For the evening, oh. so that they can freshen up and get something to eat. They can stay for the year. <laughs> All right, party! All right, I'll take you up on that. Just squatting all year. It'll be great. Dude, the bed seemed nice as hell. Yeah, we're going to throw And I'm not passing that up. <laughs> Alright, well, if you guys are hungry, I'm sure that everyone will be okay with you just going at whatever you want, and then we will find places for all of you to sleep, unless any of you want a bath, which would not surprise me. Well, Sten is now starving, so he will eat whatever is presented to him. Are, are these dinner awesome. foods or breakfast foods? Does not matter to Sten. Well, I'm asking James. It appears to be mostly dinner foods. Okay. Is there chicken? Dinner for breakfast. They appear to be taking requests, however. You could cut a biscuit in half and make, like, a sausage McMuffin, or no. whatever you call it. For the sake of role-playing, because I'm not sure how comfortable you are all with just improving. Mm -hmm. but think of it like a skills challenge except there's no goal or failure there's just i do a thing and then and food happens in this case sten's thing is i go at the food like a crazy person I don't do you know. have chicken beef fish anything anything that you want i imagine we could produce in some form what about a turducken that would be a little that bit harder also uh, works <laughs> it's madness wrapped in bacon yes Yes. Sten goes at the food, something fierce. Trying not to be super demanding on what he eats, but definitely eating anything that is presented to him freely. Like a lot the of cook, it. A lot of it. The cook seems very pleased with the fact that you are consuming the food with such gusto. Just recklessly, just bits flying everywhere, just shoving that food in. The maids seem kind less of, pleased. Kind of alarmingly exuberant about it. So only, only adding to his need for a shower. <laughs> So what is Galena up to? Galena eats with a little more grace, but still pretty, pretty excitedly. And after she has her fill, she pops down on a nearby floor cushion or whatever rich people sure. may have. Uh, yeah, floor cushion. And pulls up her lute and starts playing quietly, watching everyone. The resident musician comes over and as a very thin, wiry man with kind of balding hair, he does a <clears throat> behind you. Galena turns to look at him, sort of squinting, like, what, what do you want? But she doesn't really say anything, she just kind of squints at him. 
There is a place where you could perform if you wish, not just the center of the room. Not loud enough for anybody to dance, but not soft enough to be ignored. He points over to the corner of the room in which there was a little raised platform where he was previously looting a song that they were dancing to. And he mm. waves over there. Mm. She um she grabs her pillow, her floor cushion, and drives it over to the stage and throws it on there and sits back down and continues <laughs> to play. <laughs> so Galena, what are you playing? I call this dwarf on the water and she starts playing dun 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 I love this song. Yeah, I wrote it like like a month ago. I've been working on it for a while. That's all I have so far though. Lawyers wow, bust in through weird. the window. Real initiative. That's weird that I know it then. <laughs> Out of character, uh, James, am I allowed to <laughs> sing, like, copyrighted songs on this? Or I, think I vote if, yes. If you're humming it, I think fine. that was short enough that it was okay. I think only the dun, dun, dun would be short enough. It's yeah. pretty short. There's, I forget what it is, but just do it. Just let's do it. <laughs> Eden, are you going to join her or no? Um, I'll, she's the skilled one. I'll just, for now, I'll watch and enjoy. Galena, roll a performance to see how much you rock the hallway. <laughs> nice. Galena rolls a 16 performance with her lute, was it? Yeah, it's it's her lute, and she's playing with her little metal hand fabrials. She plays some pretty relaxed, slow dancing music for the parents who are having a very romantic moment spurred on by the thought of losing each other. But then after that's over, she plays some more upbeat stuff to wake up the staff. It's a good time had by all. So what is Deej doing? Besides being embarrassed by the uh, mo- mother of the household. Well, he's also very hungry, but he's going to go and eat like a little bit of poultry and vegetables. He's going to inquire about what breads they have. They are baking some fresh stuff right now. They were baking it already because mm. they were getting ready for the morning. Right. But now they're pulling it out a little early, so it's a little soft. Mm-hmm. Not quite done, not quite crusty, but that lends a, a quality of all of its own. I'll just take a piece of it, and then I'm head outside, because even though this is a nice event, he's just kind of weird about parties. And as I eat the bread, does it taste familiar to me? Do I get anything from this bread? I don't know. Do you? I don't know. I mean, you've you've told (laughs) me what this bread tastes like. What is this bread mystery? I'm also confused about the bread mystery, frankly. Yeah, is this just like an inside joke, or is there actually some sort of important history to this? There's a reason. The thing is, I described the bread, uh you can decide whether that bread brings you memories. No, no, it doesn't. Okay. And then I'll step outside, and I'm just going to find somewhere to sit. Uh, There are plenty of places to sit. The garden is lovely. It seems extremely well-tended. Then I'll go into the garden, and I'm just going to take off my blindfold and just rub my eyes and hopefully find a moment where I can just sort of gather myself without feeling overwhelmed and just kind of, yeah. Do you keep your eyes closed, or do you look around and just let let it sink in? At first I'll keep them closed, but then I'll open them and just see if scary things are going to jump out at my brain. Okay, roll wisdom safe. I rolled a 19. It's a lovely change. You're able to stay in the moment, enjoy the plants around you. There are some things that threaten to pull you away, but you manage to stay there. It's a lovely morning. Mm. Speaking of which, Thariel, some weird dude in a hat came out, took off a blindfold, sat down on a bench, and is kicking it whilst a party goes on inside. Backing up slightly, sorry. Is it, Mm -hmm. but you said morning? Is it morning or is it still night? It's like... It would be about sunrise, right? Ish? Yeah. The sunrise is 20 minutes away. Oh, okay, okay. So, it's both. Man, I'm all out of sorts. Yeah, you guys have been up for a while. If you tried to just hour through the next day, you would I guess that makes sense. Yes, yes, yes. All right, Winter, it's your turn. Uh, Sariel would have been trying to keep tabs on the party 
through windows and maybe searching for a way to get in and watch them closer. So when Guiche comes out, she sees that as her opportunity to maybe make contact. Okay. Still in girl form, I think she would approach him and... Okay, Guiche, nothing weird is going on. <laughs> Everything is normal. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do I see the squirrel that's approaching me? Yeah, but there's so much other weird stuff going on that it doesn't really stand out. Okay. This weird squirrel doesn't stand out. So I, the world, I mean, there's moments of weirdness from what I'm seeing, but everything feels more or less normal, and I just see a squirrel now, right? Yep. Okay, well then I'm, I'm going to uh, slip back on my blindfold, and I'll just make noise at the squirrel and go to try and talk to the squirrel. Oh, hold on. That wouldn't have been apparent to you. It's too convenient for you to... It's out of character knowledge, the decision you just made to put the thing back on. Well, no, no I'm just saying he had, you know, he had a moment where he's feeling comfortable, and he's just like, all right, I'm going to put it back on. Right. I'm going to say he's still having his moment. Okay, all right. Bill Sariel chooses to take you out of it. Okay, or all right then. spends enough time to, like, mess with you. Because I assume that Geish was coming out there to watch the sunrise or something. Just to have space. In my head, I thought, like, oh, Geish is going to play with the squirrels. So he's like, oh, okay, well, let me put on my blindfold so I don't see horrible, you know, monsters in the corner of the garden. So I can better interact with the squirrel and not all of a sudden <laughs> pull a knife on it. Squirrel. You know, that reminds me. I should probably be concerned about where... Alana is. But I guess we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a busy night. So All Eden, right. you want to come join me? Join me with your We're instruments? Not We're not done yet. I know. I'm not just done with what? The, uh, my scenario. Uh, Serial's turn. Oh, I was... Also, one thing, Mark. Just, mm. I'm not, I don't want to poop on your role-playing. Mm -hmm. But Gij had his turn to do his thing. And uh -huh. so what I was letting, I was switching the narrative control from oh, you gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. to Serial. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. So it's not that you can't do that. I just want Serial to be able to control that scene. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right, sorry. I explained why I put the mask back on. Because one, to see if the squirrel was actually there. And two, as you said, like, there was some horrors. Like, maybe there's a monster in the corner of the garden. And you'd be like, oh, let me put this on so I can interact with the squirrel and not want to pull a knife on it. But yeah, all right. No, I'm it's, still, it's, I'm still it's not I'm still monstrous. It. It's just Oddities. not all real. Okay, then I'm still in the moment. Because this is a peaceful place. Still in the moment. Got it. Okay, cool. So, Thariel approaches Gish. It seems uh -huh. like he glances down at you, but then his eyes just seem to rove on looking around the garden. He looks tired, but otherwise relaxed. Thariel isn't going to want to make direct contact with anyone besides Eden, but sees Gij as a chance to get closer. So, I think Thariel in squirrel form scrambles up Gij's pants leg and holds her way to his shoulder. Oh, straight yeah. up, straight up squirrel attack. Okay. Yeesh, now you can take your mask off. I mean, put it on. Oh yeah, put it on. Right, right, right. Wait, so you're now attacking? You put your mask on. You're okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna quickly put my mask on. Are you attacking me? Or are you just there jumping is up a on my shoulder? running up your leg and body. Okay, so I'm gonna like put my mask on and get a little stiff because I don't know if this squirrel just really wants to say hello or if it's gonna try and bite me. I mean, I've, I've been stabbed and bitten, not bitten, but I've been stabbed by worse things than a squirrel. So if a squirrel <laughs> gives me a bite, I'm not. It's too a weird squirrel. Oh no, don't do that. Pulls out, pulls out a teeny squirrel dagger, just straight up shanks you. No. <laughs> um, and I'm just gonna like freeze up a little bit and watch out of the corner of my eye to make sure it actually is a squirrel. You can roll an animal handling check to see if this is a real squirrel right, or right. not. Right, right, I do have that. Okay, let me do that. Oh shit. Oh, I only rolled a seven. It's the cutest squirrel ever. It must be so tame. It just wants nuts. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of innuendo going on here. I'll just, I'll just say hi. Oh, hi little, Oh, well. Hi, little squirrel. Are you okay? Are you gonna bite me? Please don't bite me. B biting things are not good these days. Work that squirrel charm, Sariel. 
Sario just kind of looks him over, decides that this is probably a safe bet for uh, hanging out with for a little bit, and kind of settles down on his shoulder. <gasps> just a little circle of squirrel all curled up on your shoulders. Cute. Like some sort of weird He's just pirate. a Disney princess. There you go. <laughs> I, I feel like some sort of weird pirate with how I'm dressed and I have a, an animal on my shoulder. And this is a red squirrel, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's not oh, tiny either. No, it's it's a decent sized squirrel. It's got like the little little ear tufts. Are red squirrels like big? Is that a thing? They're, They're... bigger than like gray squirrels. I'm not sure about mm. the other parts of the country, but California squirrels are pretty small. Excellent squirrel knowledge. I don't want to walk in with this squirrel, though, in case it's like an actual lycanthrope, because I've been kind of on edge about that. Should I roll an arcana or a perception? Keish has assessed yeah. the squirrel, and this is what he thinks about it. You think it is a pet, probably. Because mm -hmm. a wild squirrel wouldn't have come up to you, only a tame squirrel would have. Right, right, right. I've had my moment, and now I have a squirrel on my shoulder. And I'll walk toward the house, and then I'll call out to Eden, because I know she's all about that those arcana checks. And I don't <laughs> want to bring in a lycanthropy squirrel. I was actually going to try to interject and bring Eden out with a reason, if I could. Just while you're out there having your moment with a squirrel, I was thinking, like, maybe Galena and Eden ha had, like, if it's in character for Eden, like, had a little wine and needed to go outside to get some fresh air because they're tired. And Galena's just like, show me around. She's kind of thinking, she's the only girl in this group, needs to bond or something. Mm -hmm. And yeah, what's, what's out here in this garden? And she's still kind of trying to edge Eden on, showing her, like, whatever instrument she has. I was thinking, like, if it's in character for Eden, stumble outside and find Gij with the squirrel. Yeah, I would absolutely love to do that. I'm always up for wine. <laughs> and yeah, if you want me to show you around, I'd be happy to. Okay. Yeah, it's getting a little warm with all the people dancing, and I think I need to go outside for some fresh air. What's, what's out here? What's this garden? Oh, well, this is uh, mostly my mother's work. Oh, yeah? Oh, look, there's Gij. What's on his shoulder? Oh, my God, it's a squirrel! <laughs> Look at that! Aw, I didn't expect him to be so good with animals. Okay, well, if we see Gage with an animal on his shoulder, I'm gonna approach him to see what the heck is going on. I'm smiling a little, and I'm just gonna point to my and say, Is this your squirrel? It's really nice. It's a nice squirrel. I do not remember ever in my life having a pet squirrel. I don't know if I've ever seen one this friendly. At my, my, where I was pointing to it, I'm gonna bring my hand up so it, like, separates my mouth from the squirrel. Please check it for lycanthropy. Oh, gosh, wow, that's a good point. Yeah, so I guess I'll roll Arcana. Okay. And it's a 20. The only way to check is to touch it with silver. Oh, jeez. Okay, um, so I guess I still have the uh, silver loot thing that we found what feels like eons ago. So I'm going to nervously take it out and try to poke the squirrel with it. Okay, you've also got plenty of other silver things. Galena gets visibly excited when she sees a silver loot. Serial, <laughs> <laughs> knowing that this is not going to do anything, you go, you can just accept this loot coming to your head and rubbing your forehead, and then you know cuddling up on it and being cute still if you want to. Aww. Or you can do something else. That's what, what I would have. That's what I would have gone gone with. Just to continue. Actually, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have declared that for you. Do what you want to do. I'm just saying this won't hurt you. Yeah, gotcha. Ariel, seeing Eden, perks up a little bit and kind of stands on her little squirrely hind legs and uh, doesn't really react to being tested with silver. Aw, well, it looks like just an overly friendly squirrel. It's so cute. I'm going to put my face very close to the squirrel without touching it <laughs> and squint my eyes and ask, Alana, is that you? 
Thariel would leap from Giza's shoulder to Eden's and nuzzle her face. Squirrel attack! So cute. Galena, Galena is really confused as to why Eden is talking to the squirrel as if it is a person. Oh gosh, that is a very long story. She has friends who turns into animals. That's the short version. That's the end of the story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's, that's the really short version. So this is your friend? I don't think so, but this is a little weird. You're a very cute little squirrel. I've just, I've never seen one this friendly before. I mean, as long as it's not infected, I, I guess this is okay. Right. Magical rabies. Yeah. So the three of you sit outside just gushing over this adorable tiny squirrel. I believe the only one who's left out of this is Sten. What has he been up to after he's eaten his fill and made a mess? I would go with sleeping in a very comfortable bed, being in such a food coma that he skips the delicious bath, and after rousing, goes for the bath. All right, cool. So Sten's out of this. He's largely not concerned with seeing the world so much as experiencing the luxuries of this delightful place. Cool. After you guys reconnoiter in the garden, the sun begins to rise in the east. Is Sten stumbling out in the courtyard now? No, this is only like 20 minutes later. I was wondering Ah, if Sten wanted to commit to sleep before everybody else went to sleep. Yes, he does. Okay, so Sten is asleep. Five minutes five minutes later, <laughs> the sun is rising, and the lot of you note that time is marching on. And yep. Eden specifically notes that her neck begins to itch something fierce. Oh boy, here we oh go. Dear. The silver chain of the necklace your mother gave you is starting to give you quite a rash. All right, well, in that case, I'm going to take it off and stick it in my pocket, but oh, this no, no. certainly isn't good. This is mildly terrifying. No, no, that's important. You need that. Make sure you just put it on over your shirt so it's not, you know. Galena notices what's happening, and she asks Eden if she has a silver allergy. Uh, sure, let's go with that. She may have been a little fuzzy because she had quite a quantity of wine, which she ah. <laughs> dosed with her special, she does with her special dwarven alcohol in her pockets, a flask of basically pure alcohol. Okay, so My she's kind just kind of like, <laughs> she's just kind of like, what's that on your neck? Are you allergic to your necklace? What What's going on? She might throw in a medicine in her inebriated, mildly inebriated state too. I don't think that any kind of medicine is going to help, but I appreciate the concern. Galena rolled a 25, which is very impressive. As you take off your necklace, sort of drunken slurry Galena walks around the garden, picking up various plants and rubbing them together in her fingers, and then pouring some of her full-on alcohol pouch in her hand, and then puts that away, and then takes your wine glass and pours some of that in two and rubs it together and starts rubbing that on your neck. Immediately, the rash goes away. Wow. Here, let me take care of that for you. I'm very impressed. I really didn't think that anything would help, but I feel so much better. Thank you. It won't fix the underlying problem, but it is treating the symptom extremely well. Of course, of course. Well, as the sun comes up, I say to Eden, we should probably try and get to that ship. Do you think we should rest and, and head out afterwards? Yes. I. Oh my gosh. I want to sleep so badly. I don't care if it's just an hour. I just, I yeah. need, I need sleep. All right then. Okay, so this is an important mechanical choice you guys have made, which is basically to take a full rest instead of suffering, continuing to go on with the exhaustion level one, which makes you roll everything at disadvantage, which is a pretty serious thing. Is there anything else you want to do before you crash besides appreciate the beautiful sunrise? 
I guess I would get cleaned up and then probably patched up a little more if I need it because I am hurt. So yeah, I'd get cleaned up and then go to bed. Okay, let's uh, do some rests and whatnot. You all have a pool of four hit dice now. Yay! And you were recovered two while you slept. Mm -hmm. Splendid. Geese, you had none and now you have two? Yes. Good. Okay, cool. Uh, Drunken Galena, are you administering first aid to these folks? Sure. Okay, right before we all split off and go to sleep, she kind of, her healing instincts kick in and she starts kind of going around and checking everyone after Eden and making sure that everyone's all patched up a bit before bed. And then right after that, she immediately stumbles into the nearest bedroom she can find that Eden had gestured at and just plops into bed and falls asleep. Cool. Everyone, just so you know, Galena's main healing ability basically spends money to give you health mm -hmm. because she was using valuable medical and herbal supplies nice well that is so much appreciated if she is willing she can drop healing on geese i would probably drop full healing on all of them Woo! once i sober up just be forewarned i guess she's not this generous when she's sober so she may well i'll let you guys find out <laughs> She is going to bring you both up to full, but bad days, Galena, I want you to spend two charges of your healer's kit. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. I have used two. Now I'm down to seven. And how much is a healer's kit point? I believe they are five gold each. Okay. Okay. So you just will try to keep the, those two a minimum in the future. But you all go to sleep after Galena runs around the garden, furiously applying first aid to you. When you awake in the early, early afternoon, the sun shining through the windows, making you kick off your blankets with the wet heat that is now making you sweat quite profusely. Mm. The, those of you who did not bathe before, bathe now and find yourself refreshed and ready. All right. It is a warm summer day as you reconnoiter in the main hall. The house is no longer set up for a party. It is clean and there is a sensible lunch ready for you all. Awesome. Did the squirrel stay on Eden's shoulder when we went back in? It's just been hanging with us in the house? That's a good question. We might have to go back. Squirrel, what have you been up to? Did you pop in on uh, Eden like a teenage boy? <laughs> Sariel would have tried to stay with her. I don't know if they would have tried to shoo her off. I would, only because I don't want to bring a squirrel into my bedroom because I would be afraid that it would chew up my shoes or something. <laughs> I'm going to do a performance roll when they go inside and Eden tries to shake her off. Sariel just makes the most pathetic little squirrel noises like, please don't leave me outside. Let me see if I can find performance. Did it do the do? You got a 17 in performance. I'm sorry, Eden. This squirrel, when you walk in the door, you attempt to set it down gently, but then it scrambles up your arm and nuzzles your neck. And then when you try to shake it off because it's just too much, you don't want it pooping anywhere or chewing up your shoes or whatever. But then it goes and stands on the doorknob and just gives you the giantest puppy dog eyes, which is strange on a squirrel, but still adorable. <laughs> At this point, I feel like I would be suspicious that this is secretly a person. I really hope it's not a male person, because that would be super awkward. <laughs> but okay, I guess I am under the cuteness spell, and I'll just let it go where it wants. In, in my head, Sariel picked up that uh, Gij earlier asked if she was a pet. She's like, yeah, yeah, I can, I can go with this. I can use this to get inside, play the pet game. At some point, Sariel goes over to the dirt and, like, digs a little hole and poops in it and, like, covers back up, and everyone's, like, really impressed. 
Wow. <laughs> you can decide whether that's ca canon or not. I, I think we're going to have that one be not canon. I think pooping in front of the party members is like maybe something that happens further down the line. Yeah. You gotta work okay. after that, even in squirrel form. It's rather intimate. <laughs> So under the cuteness spell, Eden allows one of the servants to put you in a box and give you some nuts and arrange a blanket in the kitchen. But you're already in. You just need to get past the windows. Glass is your biggest foe. My greatest right. weakness. Yes. Once you are inside and the servants begin spreading out and going to their various stations, what does Serial do? Serial would want very much to stay near Eden, even if Eden wasn't aware of it. She would probably try to find her room and stay hidden nearby. Alright, stealth roll. I rolled a 9. This is not a very stealthy squirrel. But you are a squirrel. Squirrels get a much higher bonus to stealth than you do, and so you are able to beat the servants, but unfortunately, not Eden's. In the early, early morning, the curtains drawn, falling into bed, the most soft thing you've ever experienced. Eden, you lay in bed, and a small, scurry, scratch, 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 makes your ear twitch as you hear something enter the room. Oh god. I'm probably at first going to hope that it's just in my head and try to ignore it. Sorry, do you let her ignore it? And if so, what do you do? Also, remember that you can stay in animal form for a while, but not forever. I think I it's think Animorphs rules, two hours. I think at this point, Sario, having Eden alone, would want to make contact with her and try to find out what's going on. Okay, Eden, there's an elf standing next to you. Oh god! Oh boy. Um, <laughs> wow. What? Okay, hang on. Let me just pinch. Yep, this is not a dream. This is real. It is not Alana. Yeah, oh, oh, I know. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask, okay, not trying to be rude, but who are you and how did you get into my bedroom? Also, real quick, describe yourself again. Me? Uh, or Winter. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he means. I meant Winter, but I. I feel like we could. Go, we could stand to have a whatever Eden sleeps in described as well. Like, did you fall asleep in your full gear, or did you take a shower and get in your sleeping gown, or whatever? Thought you were going another direction with that. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, I Bow. would have showered Bow. and Sorry. changed into something more sleep appropriate. Um, have you guys seen Frozen? Yes. Am I, do I have a pulse? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember how Anna looks at the beginning when she's sleeping right before someone knocks on her door and wakes her up? When she's drooling, With her, song. her hair is all messy. Oh, marvelous. She, she looks like that, basically, except with red hair instead. Sweet. And, Sariel, describe yourself to this poor person that you've just woken up who looks so disheveled. Sariel looks very, very apologetic. She is tall-ish, slender elf, wearing loose-fitting green and brown tight clothing. Her eyes are sort of a bright green, almost blue, with messy brown hair that frames her face and falls to about mid-back. It's tied back just sort of at the base of her neck. She has a quarterstaff, almost a walking stick with a gnarled end that she would have set down on the floor so as not to alarm Eden. And at the moment, she's just looking very, very sorry for having surprised her. Eden, the picture of Elvin, Grace, and Beauty stands above you, looking <laughs> apologetic. And normally this would make you feel at home, but recently you have seen them attacking you with terrifying animals and animate plants, so... It may not be as calming as normal. I'm gonna ask, are you here to kill me? 
No, 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 absolutely not. I was sent by Elena. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen Alana in hours. Where? Wait, where is she? Do you know where she is? Or is she okay? She's alright. She's returning to the circle. Uh, she had requested help, but I don't think the entire message got through, because I was the only one that was sent. The circle? What's the circle? Uh... James, do I know what that is? You can roll history if you like. Alrighty. Or you can wait for her to either answer you or not. I kind of want to roll history just to see what happens. Okay, cool. And it's going to be a 10. Not great. Nope. You are unaware of it. It's probably some kind of organization. Right. <laughs> Daria looks extremely uncomfortable at the question and realizes she might have shown more of her hand than she was supposed to. Just kind of falls silent. <laughs> Eden, roll an insight check. Okie dokie. Three. Wow, not my lucky day. This person is hiding something from you. She might be here to hurt you. Who knows? So basically, I don't know any more than I did 10 seconds ago. Yep. <laughs> Are you here because Alana needs help? Are you here because something bad happened to her? I just, I need to know. Alana is safe. I think I'm here to protect you. Protect me? From what? There were things in Alana's reports that... <sighs> Hold on. Be sure. When are you feeling comfortable with your knowledge right now? I don't want to throw you under the bus. Uh, I'm, I'm a little shaky on it. Um, did I roll for knowledge? No, you, you, Sariel is aware of the situation. Right, right. Alana brought you up to speed. There is, uh, kind of don't want to tell everyone. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just, I'm tripping all over myself at the moment. I'm not being particularly tactful. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody expects you to be particularly tactful. You are a druid. Who never expected druid to be tactful, I suppose. Never invited druid to a party. Right? Those guys, <laughs> I tell you. Like, have they heard of shoes? They can be real animals. No. Wow. Ah. That was the worst. So, Dariel would look increasingly uncomfortable and mutter something about the lycanthropy problem. Uh-oh, wait. Hang on. Is this about me, not Alana? Am I in trouble? I mean, I already know I'm in trouble, but am I in more trouble than I thought that I was? Alana said that you would be a good person to contact for uh, information about what's going on. Oh, well, I don't know how many answers I can give you, but, well, we have learned a lot over the past couple of days. I drop, dropped drop the, the story, story <laughs> like it's a hot potato. <laughs> Your hands get hella burned, Sariel. <laughs> a really hot potato. Yep. Given what she's just been told, and knowing that Alana has gone back, to uh, kind of sort things out over there. Ariel would, would just tell Eden that she has been assigned to stay close. Uh, okay, well, this is definitely not the weirdest thing that's happened over the past 48 hours. <laughs> and I do trust Alana, so sure, I guess. But is there, you seem to be a little bit secretive about what's going on, so I'll, I won't badger you with more questions, but I am a little bit anxious about what's going on. Also, honest. I should probably change, so, yeah. Sariel would go stand in the corner and face a wall. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. So polite, so polite. <laughs> okay, yeah, that'll work. I'm going to quickly try to make myself look presentable and change into actual clothes. And we'll say this happened close to when people were going to wake up anyway. Perfect. It took Sariel quite a while to navigate the house properly, being a ninja squirrel. 
We are back to the morning, and all of you reconnoitering in the hall. Eden comes downstairs from the master bedrooms with a guest in tow. So who is, is there anyone there waiting for us, uh, or are we alone? You can, might be there, feeling extraordinarily rested. Yeah, you can choose to have come down early or something, but otherwise people are just having breakfast and getting out of the bath, whatever, what have you. It's kind of in a hurry, hurry, let's get ready to go mood, because I, if you guys aren't aware, there's some of you sick. Right, so what are the other members of my party doing at this moment? I mean, assuming that they're there. I, I guess Guy should just be sitting and waiting. Probably has his hat off because he doesn't need to be wearing it. Um, He's not a monster. No. And if it's all right, James, I'd like to say that Geesh keeps a little notebook that he writes stuff in. A little little, cool. little pad. So he's just, he's just writing things down. Yeah. Everybody can, can have a journal if they want to. Mm-hmm. Add it to your inventory. Sten, having finished the eating, sleeping, and bathing in that order, is probably back around to eating. <laughs> uh, whatever breakfast is available to him, quite exuberantly. Galena? Galena's probably sitting at, I guess, the eating table as well, having finished her breakfast and looking at Eden and the new woman curiously wondering what's going on there, but also not judging because she's accepting (laughs) of all sorts of folk. So that's what's going on, Eden. And your parents are eating breakfast probably at the same table as this rather large half-orcish man, sort of making (laughs) pleasant non-conversation with him. Awesome. Okay, I will gesture for Sariel to just follow me. And I guess I'll approach Gij first, trying to act casual, as if nothing weird has just happened. Oh, I didn't realize you kept a journal. That's something we have in common. Yeah, it, it helps. Lots of stuff happens. Yeah, who's who's this? Oh, gosh. Um, I made a new friend about... 10 minutes ago. Uh, It's kind of a long story, but apparently Alana sent her here to watch over me. So I am going to go with it for now. I roll an insight and get two to try and figure out what I can deduce about Serial, her motives. Critical failure. Geesh rolls a critical failure at an insight. He Mm -hmm. is positive that you two are lovers. Wow, really? Wow, that's what you jumped to? (laughs) It was a really bad guess. So is he going to say this, Gage, are you going to say this out loud or are you just thinking it? No, I'm not even thinking it. James is thinking it, but I'm going to say I don't say it out loud. Gage is thinking it. I'm not. Gage is not going to say it. When you failed, I I assumed you were going to think that she she was mind controlling Eden or something, but I'm like, no, it has to be more ridiculous. Okay. Gage is on 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 the low key thinking, I didn't know Eden swung that way. Yep. Okay. Carry on. This could possibly lead to some awkwardness down the road, but who knows. Anyway, I'm starving. I'm going to get something to eat. Again, trying to act casual. Again, gesture to my new friend to sort of indicate that, hey, if you want food, I'm cool if you take what you want. Why, thank you. Eden's What's up, fa- Stan? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Eden's father, Abladon, leans over to Gish and whispers, Who is this? I mutter... I think she's an elf friend, and I, and I I put an emphasis on the word friend. That's very vague, but it implies there's more than friend. That Alana sent for her. Ooh, Abaddon rolls, rolls mad insight on that. He nods and leans over to Nero and whispers a little bit. And Nero smiles at Sariel and says, Oh, sit, 
Sid, come, let me let me serve you. And she gets up and ladles some breakfast food onto a plate and pushes Serial to sit down and sits down next to her. Galena thinks it's adorable how much her parents accept this. <laughs> let me roll insight because that was her initial, well, in-character initial instinct. So I'm going to roll insight just to see. I have a dumb brain and it sees crazy things, so I don't realize what's actually happening. <laughs> I roll a 12 and I, I don't I don't know what that will lead me to believe. Well, am I picking up on, on um, believing Eden's story or am I still kind of like, uh-huh, yeah, you just met 10 minutes ago, I totally believe this. No, you definitely believe that this is some... Like, it makes sense to you that this is an elf. She's wearing garb of the druids, and she's just appeared into the room. You might even suspect that this is the squirrel. Like, this is all coming together if you are paying attention. Yeah. Am I? Yes, I am. Let's say I am. Okay, cool. Yes, you rolled high enough. But I do think that a song about a squirrel, elf, lesbian would be a great song. No doubt. Probably. Indeed. Okay, so how does Serial handle the doting mother? Um, it is a half-elf woman, a narrow chin, sharp ears, and a wide nose with little round spectacles. Serial is somewhat confused, but also extremely happy to see someone who is at least half-elf. She smiles and kind of graciously accepts the food. She starts asking you very probing questions about where you're from and what you do. Uh, Sariel attempts to remain vague because she still isn't sure who knows what. Alright, roll a persuasion. But try to stay vague, but not be rude. I rolled a eight. <laughs> Sariel, I'm assuming that this would come across as you being very shy and just not talking, not answering the questions at all? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, some of the wind leaves Nero's sails as she eventually returns to the other side of the table. Oh. But breakfast is fine. You guys are done with your toiletries and whatnot, and the the necessary aspects of living. What is the plan? This is also a time for you guys to talk to each other, plan for the day. There is a new person who apparently Eden met 20 minutes ago. I would like to ask really quick, James, is it cool if I unload the fancy obelette clothes that I was wearing that I got, you know, stabbed in and leave the broken music box with Abladon because this would also be relevant to his interest? Sure. Okay. Do you describe what happened with the clothes to him? No. I just kind of on the down low give those to a servant. Like, I, I, in fact, I even think I would, I had done it the night before. Okay. Yeah. You don't have those clothes anymore. Thank a servant has not even asked about the questions, just assumed something crazy went down. Fights happened. Alright, planning sesh, guys. What are you guys doing today? You're kind of strapped for time. Well, I guess the best clue that we have is the Amber Sun. So that's my best idea, is to head toward in the direction of that ship. I mean, Anyone that's... else have anything to add? That's the only presence they have in this town, right? As far as I know. Uh, I look quickly between everyone else in the group seeing if they might know something uh and i'm going to roll a history would it be history uh what are you trying to know well i know that the amber sun they're not local but i'm wondering if they might have other areas of influence just in case you know on the rare chance our ship ends up being a dead end that we're going to go check out sure but history would give you generalized like what their business okay. is all about it so, wouldn't give them you specific locations that would, would be more it, of a streetwise what would that wisdom be check Galena leans back in her chair. She's sipping some coffee that she poured some substance into. And she looks around and she asks if they, well, she says, 
Do you guys still want my help? Do you want me to help out with this? Yes, please. We can use all the help we can get. All right, cool, cool. I'll definitely like to help you guys. I mean, you seem to know less than we do, so I don't have any worries that, you know, you might turn on us. I mean, the worst you probably do is play a song that we wouldn't like, maybe. What do you mean? You don't like my music? You didn't like what I played no, last night? No, but I'm saying I don't think you're going to cut any of our heads off with a oh, pan pipe. well, I mean, as long as you don't give me more flack about my music, I'm sure I'm not going to cut anyone's heads off. <laughs> my, music's, my music's revolutionary, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, she gets it. She gets it. You get me. <laughs> so, <laughs> cool. We're cool. So, like, well, like the, this friend of yours that killed the king, was he a sleeper agent? What was going on there? Well, no, I mean, like I said, I'm pretty sure he was enchanted. That lady who exploded into fire and her face changed, I, and I, I look at Eden, and I'm thinking that was Sutcliffe's wife? So I'm trying to get confirmation from her again. Well, if not, it was her identical twin that I didn't uh, know existed. And then I look back to Glenna, and I'm going to say, she seemed to have the ability to enchant people. Abaddon will speak up and put his hand on Nero's hand and say, I still can't believe. I'm hoping that she was not always what she was. What? The Countess Sutcliffe was always a kind woman, at least to us. We knew of her indiscretions, but we did not think that. I'll, I'll see that they're distressed and I'll pipe up. Whoever it was, they could change their face. So for all we know, maybe someone had taken her place at some point and it's not the person you grew to be friends with. From all the accounts, seemed to be demonic, and that in it of itself is very worrisome. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm not enchanted, and I didn't really interact with this guy's wife, at least as much as your friend Grey Fox seems to have, so I guess I'm good. I don't think you're enchanted. I, I rolled a 16 on Wisdom because I'm trying to see if I know anything else about the Amber Sun in terms of their, you know, them having locations or, or places that they might be in Obelik. Beige does not know specifically where they would be, mm -hmm. but he understands from things that Grey Fox had said yeah. and previous experience that they very likely are taking over previous Endicott locations. Right, right. Not building new ones of their own. Right, they're just still in the vacuum. Yes. Okay, well then I'm just going to share that with the group, and I'll say one of the things Grey Fox had shared with me was that they seem to be moving in and trying to take over various Endicott operations, so that's possible leads we can follow, but I know at the very least we want to head for that ship, because Namtar had told us that's where he was attacked. Anyone else have other ideas? Thumbs up! Uh, so I guess I would say Stan's just sticking with not being sure if Gray Fox was a sleeper agent all along or not, because he never really completely trusted him. I second uh, that. And I, I guess he has no particular reason to think that everything he did, including killing the king, seems consistent with what he was the entire time. So I don't think he would have any particular reason to think that he was enchanted. When it, when it gets brought up, Keys makes sure to say he could have been mind controlled because he actually seems to feel a little bit bad about things. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I guess we also inform Eden's dad that we're going to go investigate. Do we invest? I mean, well, he, he apparently he heard us making this conversation, so he knows we're going to go to the ship, right? Yes. He looks at Nero and she looks back and they look apprehensive, but they share a look and nod. He says, Eden, I, I'm not happy about this, but I'm not going to try to stop you. Be safe if you can. Thank you. And hopefully we can find an answer to what's going on because it's either this or something terrible might happen in about 12 hours. Yes. I'm just thankful that you're not bitten. Well, I'm going to give them both a big hug and a kiss on the cheek. As Eden is saying farewell to her parents, Sariel places a hand on her shoulder and looks up at her parents reassuringly and says, don't worry, I'll take care of her. Nero gets a little misty-eyed. That is so sweet. <laughs>
All right, and the party ventures forth out of the Milan estate, heading towards the Gibraltar, the Amber Sun ship? Yeah. Okay. Yes. And as we are on our way, I'm going to make a perception check. So I'm one. Ah, oh, darn it. I was going to say, I wonder if we're getting tailed, but I rolled seven. Speaking of which, everybody make a perception check. Very well. I'm getting a sense of your of your, of your your pacing, James. Sten rolled a 14. Galena rolled a 23. Yep. Serial rolled a four. And Eden rolled a five. How is Sariel traveling through the city? Has she adopted an animal to be inconspicuous, or is she just parading through the street? Let's go with just parading right on through the street. Oh, no. <laughs> saving, I'm saving those. Sariel's critical fail of perception results in her arm being grabbed by a somewhat burly guard who looks down at her and Oi, knife here. What's this? And he pulls up a corner of your hide armor, rubbing it between his fingers. Looks like forest garb. Maybe she'd go back. I quickly step in and I say, no, it's it's fine. She's with us. She's not an enemy. Who are you? Uh, Why are you wearing that weird blindfold? I, I glance over Eden like, Eden, help. Dariel interjects. Costumes. Costumes? For what? Play. We're, we're going to put on a play to help raise yes, Brown. Yes, we're a traveling troupe of actors. Galena oh, pulls out her loot and says... See? See? Look. And she who? starts playing. Eden who? Stan <laughs> attempts to dance a little jig. Oh my. Here's a spitting image. Um, everybody roll a group deception. We're doing it, folks. We got this. Oh god, I rolled a two in deception. Stan rolled a 19, so his jig was good. <laughs> Eden rolled a 13, which sounds kind of so, average. This is pretty great, guys. We have a critical fail... An 8, a 6, a 13, and a 19. The only person who pulls this off is Sten, because he pulls off a cartoonish jig, and his size and the jig are just comical. The good news is that I probably was the person who most needed to pull it off, because <laughs> a big old half-orc, probably not the most obvious traveling troop member. And clearly, Galena is too dour to be considered a actor. And Gige cracks a smile, which visibly unsettles the guard. He steps back, putting his hand on his sword and looking behind him, seeing another group of guards down the street. He says, that, that can't be right. No one would be mad enough to impersonate a noble in this town. And certainly not, not now. Don't you know what's going on? Uh, no. Do you want to expound on that and make another deception? Sure. Weave me a tail, Eden. And it's even worse than last time. It's a seven. Awesome. Make a terrible deception. Tell me the worst story ever. Just a, an excuse as to why we're here? Well, why your traveling troop is going through a plague-ridden city under martial law. Oh, well, we did not know of this plague as we approached, but seeing as everyone is so sad, we thought they could use some cheering up, I guess. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going with. He looks behind him and whistles low. The guards at the end of the road, which are mostly soldiers from the regular army, begin to advance towards you. Oh, God. Can we just run? Yeah, you guys can do whatever. Speaking of running... Galena has, in this moment, been looking around and sees an alleyway with a small person, perhaps a child, perhaps a goblin, all wrapped in rags, gesturing at you guys to come its way. Do I this all happens simultaneously. And we all see it, right? We don't need to roll perception. Nope, just you. You can tell other people, though. Oh, I see. I just see. Mm -hmm. I, okay. I say, oh, all right, all right, to the guard. Okay, we're getting out of here. We're, we're leaving. We're going back, going back to where we belong. And she starts walking over towards the goblin child, and she kind of gestures to everyone. Yeah, let's go. Come on. We're going back to where we belong. What is she doing? 
Do you I guys just, follow? I'm going to follow her and I start pulling people's clothes and kind of just uh, making sure the soldiers don't chase after us. All right. Well, this seems like a better idea than just sprinting and making a run for it. So I'll go too. So as you guys leave, it just happens to be in the direction of the northern gate, and the guard looks perturbed, but eventually shrugs and says, You better have your papers at the gate. They won't let you through. It's under quarantine. We have papers. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You'd, you'd best, Wolf. And you guys walk into the alleyway in which the little bundle of cloth runs further in. What? Do, who, who is do that? We, do we recognize this goblin as one of the goblin children we paid her the other day? Upon closer inspection, it is clearly not a goblin. It doesn't have the weird head. What is it? A child. This is fishy as heck. Yeah. I rolled a 13 in perception, hoping to figure out what the heck's going on. What are you perceiving? This is a trap. Gage inspects the rocks, the cobblestone, the walls. Well, just, I mean, what's down at the end <laughs> of the hall? His hands over everything. <laughs> what are you looking for? Are you like, looking for a bunch of shady men hiding behind the corner? Yeah, or are you I'm just... for a scythe? I'm looking for something that's just a little peculiar in this alleyway. Like, are we going to walk down and then some guys are going to jump out with knives or anything like that? It looks cleaner than the Narrows, but kind of too dirty for the trade quarter where you are right now. But besides that, everything seems normal. I muttered to Glenn, I'm like, do you know that, kid? Nope. Oh, jeez. Well, if we turn around now, the guard will see us, right? Can we sneak by him? Yeah, they are standing at the street edge, watching you kind of curiously okay, while you so are taking I'm, the back alleys. Well, I'm going to just pull my shield off my back just in case. I'm like, oh, this feels like a trap, and I'm going to keep walking down the alley. When you step around the corner, the little person is standing there. What do you think you're doing? Can't Tell walk around the daylight like that. We're telling very bad lies. Not you. Shh. Clearly what is a little girl puts her finger up and shushes Gish and points at Sariel. You. You can't just walk around. Especially wearing that. She walks up and tugs your armor. Sariel kind of lifts an eyebrow and asks, do you, do you have better suggestions? I don't know. Wear a hat. Hide your ears. Get a coat. Sten is bristling at this, uh... Sten is bristling? Yeah, this, you know, implication that she has something to hide. Practical as we, it may be. I guess, could we just, like, move your hair some so your ears are hidden in them? Sorry, Mostly Sorry, what she's wearing of... right now. Dariel kind of touches her hair and sort of loofs her already messy hair self-consciously over her ears a little bit more. <laughs> Galena pulls out her blue cloak from her pack and hands it to her. Maybe this will help a bit? I don't know. I could use one of my disguises. Should I? Yeah, I can do that. But I only have two, right? But it's not like they are spent when you use them. They're just what you have. Okay, so do I have to tell you what they are as I, before I disguise her? You need to tell me what they are before the game starts. Okay, so we can't. Anyway, the the shawl and the covering of the ears makes Sariel at least 50% less suspicious from afar. But the little girl watching you do this just starts to chuckle a little bit and then gets a very serious look on her face. She pulls down the rags from around her face and you can see that she is a very thin young girl, perhaps 11. And she says, you're the people that Gray Fox has been hanging out with, yeah? Did he get pinched? Oh, wait, who's asking? Uh, she looks back and forth and says, Me? Who are you? Still liar and be like, I know you from somewhere, right? She looks over at you and says, Hey, how's it? I, I don't owe you anything, do I? You don't remember me, do you? No, you don't owe me anything. Oh, good. <sighs> uh, anyway, Gray Fox is... I know he went in the keep and he's been hanging out with you guys, but the boss really wants to talk to him. Yeah, that might be a problem. What? <laughs> He... He's not around anymore. We're, we're not sure where he is. Yeah, we think he got caught up with some bad people. Who may very well be your boss. We don't, we really don't know. even know if he's still alive. 
Well, my boss doesn't know where he is, so it wasn't him. That's a good sign for and you. And I'm pretty sure she, like, points both thumbs at her chest and says, we're the bad people in this town, so... Oh, there are others. Well, Yeah, you've she... got competition, little lady. This town is bristling with competition, trust me. <laughs> she looks around and says, don't I know it? And now that we've got these, she twiddles something really quick in her hand. Now it's a proper war. We aren't going to get stomped anymore. What you got there? She flips it between her fingers and then pops it in her mouth. You can see that it is a tiny silver tube with a wooden attachment on the end. She blows on it and it sounds like a kazoo. Everyone who has been bitten feels extremely uncomfortable. Like, mm, yeah, that'll work. Being vibrated. That'll work. Good call. But otherwise, you don't feel anything in particular. Yeah, she, hang on to that little one. You might need that. She shivers while she plays it, but puts it away. Ah, interesting. Anyway, you don't know where Gray Fox is. Wow. I mean... <sighs> You're probably better at finding than we are, so... Yeah, I can tell you this. He's going to be hard to find. He, he, are you guys trying to tell me he's dead? Because you don't no. have to hide it from me. I'm not we, don't, we don't know. We genuinely don't know. He disappeared oh. into a flame, but the flame made the other person, like, here elsewhere. I know what fire does. <laughs> Burns people and kid. they disappear. James, just letting you know, you've all of a sudden affected an Australian accent. What else? When you didn't want to Okay, just let you Okay, okay, okay. Well, it's magic fire that apparently moves people around, and that's the last time we saw him. So he's also okay. he killed a king. Well, you what? what you... Look, we're telling him things. You might as well just tell the whole thing story. We don't need to give every nitty gritty detail. We're kind of short on time anyway. So yes, let's Where you give... need to be. I I I no, no, I, sh I shoot a look cut. at I shoot a look at everyone like stop talking. You're the one who started talking. I figured I'd just finish the story. We have to get some bread, kid. Yeah. We gotta get she some bread. Definitely. Her nose. A rich bread. sourdough. I got it. Yeah. And she sort of acts away five feet and then turns and sprints down the street. There she goes. Let's not weird. tell Endicott runners or people who probably were. You were the Endicott. one who started to talk to her. I asked who she was. And then you told her that he disappeared in a puff of fire. I was like, okay, I guess we're telling the story then. Well, I was keeping my mouth shut until then. If he's tied up with criminals and he's gone, that means they don't have to come after us. They have no reason to come after us because he's long gone. You tell them that he's gone and killed a very important political official, that complicates things. I don't get it. Just bad people. But yeah, so let's let's just work our way through this alley towards the, the port, I guess. Is Serial, like, sufficiently covered up? She is at least not noticeable from down a street. If anybody gets close, it's pretty obvious, though. Okay, sorry, can we back up a sec? Why are we only- why are we disguising Galena, and why only her? No, no, Serial. Where's disguised Serial? Oh, okay. Sorry, I was confused. Serial is listening to Gij and Sten talk, just kind of still self-consciously fluffing her hair, and she sort of looks over at Eden and asks if it would be less complicated if she was less visible. Wow, what perfect timing. I might have a better solution. I would be able to make her completely invisible. That is what? an excellent solution. Yeah, I kind of leveled up, and... <laughs> That's out of Let's character. do that in character. <laughs> There's something I've been wanting to try, and I've done more in the last couple days than I ever have done before. Let me see if it works. I cast invisibility. Yeah, okay. I was actually wondering how in-universe, when we level up, how we <laughs> discover that we just suddenly have this new power. You know, murdering some people has made me really confident in trying this new thing I've been working on. <laughs> Yeah, okay, hang on. I'll go back into character. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure she spent, like, straight up a whole day tasing people, and that's a lot of practice of doing yes. something, channeling magic, whatnot. 
the practical experience you don't get from reading books. Oh yeah. And there's that plane again. So if we're not confident in this disguise, I think there's something more efficient that I could try. I don't know if it's going to work, but I think after all of the practice I've had with magic over the past couple of days, I'm feeling a little more confident. I might be able to make you completely invisible. What, that's what? How? How? That's really useful. How often do you think you can do that? James, remind me. <laughs> what kind of spell is this? Wait, let me get my character sheet. It lasts for an hour. She needs to concentrate on it the whole time. Yeah, and I'm you actually need to not stay within it. the range. Ariel looks vaguely uncomfortable as Eden kind of seems to think over the answer to Yusha's question. I promise I'm not going to hurt you, I think. Maybe we should just hang on to that just in case and we'll stick with the disguise. Ariel makes kind of a not sure how I feel about this gesture. Yeah, okay, so going back to Yusha's question, I definitely can't use it infinitely. So we would need to make sure that this is a point where it's really needed. But I really think Sariel should make the final decision. All it right. depends on what she is comfortable with. It's up to you, ladies. I'm willing to do it. Invisibility. 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 Sounds cool to me. Ariel kind of bites her lower lip and then nods firmly. Like, it makes sense because then we get ambushed again. There'll be one more person than they're expecting. So let's try it. All right, I'm excited to try this. So I'm going to put my hand on her shoulder, concentrate very hard, and cast Invisibility. Sariel begins to waver as if standing on superheated rocks, and to the rest of you, she becomes less and less clear, very wavy, until you see just the rocks behind her, the walls, and everything. Because you know exactly where she is, you can detect just the slight blur in the air. Serial, are you there, or did she, like, explode you? I'm still here. I'm not that incompetent. Thanks, Gage. Well, you explode things, okay? I'm not- I'm just saying. If I made her explode, believe me, you would know. Okay, alright. Well, I mean, she just could turn into an animal, you could be one of us invisible, but- Alright, whatever. Okay, let's just head for the ship. Alright, let's keep in mind that this only lasts for about an hour. Then let's- So- Go quickly. Yes. Galena reaches out to where Sariel was and jabs a finger towards her. You can feel something and the spell is nearly disrupted. Oh, 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 sorry. For Eden, wait, wait. it feels like the weave of the spell nearly was torn apart by the contact. And sorry, it was very difficult in... to put back together. What? what did she come in contact with? Sorry, oh, she just poked her. Oh, right, 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 okay. Yeah, uh, don't touch her. Careful. I just, we need to make sure that she doesn't violently bump into anything. Otherwise, the spell is not going to work. So everybody be very careful. So you guys continue on. Roll perceptions, everyone. This was a trap. I rolled a 12 in perception. I also rolled a 12. I rolled a 20. Ooh, we got a critical success over here. Excellent, yes. Not me, I rolled a 16. So Gij and Eden carry on through the streets, sort of leading the way towards the docks. It is much more difficult to navigate this city without Gray Fox leading you, because you have to kind of take the main thoroughfares and occasionally step out and realize that you've gone a little too far on a street. But Elena, Ariel, and Sten all notice various times through the journey that there are some people watching them. Not overly suspicious people, just shopkeepers and various ne'er-do-wells in alleyways will look up, take notice, and then carry on with their business. But Ariel, specifically as she crit, will notice as the party turns a corner, several people at a cookstand walk over to a corner. The young girl, Ray, will step out of an alley, and they will whisper to her, and she will run off the other direction. 
Is there a guy named Finn with her? Is she? Does she have a droid following behind her? Shaking my head at you. So cute. <laughs> is is Serial gonna inform us of this? Yes. Serial leans in to Eden and whispers, "I think our, our movements are being observed." By who? I think that young girl that helped us earlier is tracking us. That's not good. Should we try to find a more uh, or a less conspicuous route? I don't know if we can do that without Gray Fox. I don't know if I would be much help. Do I hear all this? Unless they're being specifically coy about it, yes. I would be saying it quietly, but still loud enough for you to be able to hear. Okay. Yeah. So to find a different route, what would I do? Wisdom? Would it be a wisdom roll? It would be... History, history, right? Basically, right now you are making the quickest route to where you are going. Mm. If you want to evade, it will take more time. So right now you're spending about 10 minutes to walk there. Mm -hmm. If you Go. want to evade, it's going to take easily twice or three times that long. Galena is self-consciously adjusting her corset, touching her hair because she notices people are looking at them. <laughs> nice. Well, if I wanted to see if I could figure out another route, what would I roll? Would I roll history? It would be a on-the-fly wisdom save. And basically, you would have to get the party to agree with you because this is not your city. Mm -hmm. You don't know it that well. Okay. Well, I mean, I was—I wouldn't be like we'd committed to a suggestion, but it wouldn't be something you rolled until you tried, and it would uh, either take okay. a lot of time and it wouldn't work, okay. or it would take a lot of a lot of time and it would work. Okay. Either way, it takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Well, then I'll just relate that. Well, we could take a shortcut, a less indirect route, but we'd probably, you know. It would take longer. You mean a long cut? A long cut, yes. That's yeah, I was about to say, take, take the we could take we Yeah, we could take another route, but it'd be very indirect and take longer. But it'd be safer because I imagine there won't be people to meet us at Probably the ship. worth it. If our movements are being tracked, maybe we shouldn't take the risk yeah. of taking our current route. I think I can probably... Stan could probably give some suggestions on routes, knowing the areas near the docks, right? Do we want to do a long route? Yeah, I yeah. think so. I mean, Stan, Stan can try to make the long route not so long, right? Well, it depends. Like, if you succeed, you did the long route and lost them. If you fail, you did the long route and didn't lose them. And if you, like, really succeed, you did a short route and lost them. Yeah, I'm probably going to succeed hardcore, I think. All right, That's well, typically then, what I've been doing throughout this campaign. As, as we walk, let's everyone confer quickly if we know a more indirect route. Who has the highest wisdom out of character? Uh, Stan has a 13. A wisdom? Yes. I have a 14. Also remember... Just metagame-wise, and also role-playing-wise, if Gige rolls this, his difficulty is going to be higher than if Sten rolls this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's it makes sense bonus, for... It's the... Because like, we're going it to makes the most docks. Sense that we'll do it. For Sten to know the backstreets at the docks is a 10. For Gige to know the backstreets at the docks is like an 18. Okay. So Me. think about who it makes the most sense for. Argue it, be like, we're going to let Sten do it because he knows everything, and then Sten will roll it. We're going to let Molly roll it because she walks around here all the time. You can don't make decisions based off of people's stats. Make decisions right, off right. what makes sense in character. Okay. Then I mean, you want to cut all that out. I'm going to keep all that in. It's good stuff. Oh, all right. Fine then. Well, Eden, you'd probably know the city well. And Sten, you would know the docks pretty well. One of you want to see if you can figure out the best way to get there without being tailed? As I said, that's. I would love to do that. I vote for Sten. All right. That is so good at not being noticed. <laughs> Yeah, I know the docs. Uh, so do you say wisdom check? Uh, roll a wisdom save, yeah. A seven. It is one of those situations where Gij starts heading off down a street, and all of you agree that that was a bad idea. You know, Sten, you know this place, right? You should tell us where to go. And Sten thinks to himself, I know where <laughs> shady people walk. 
they walk on this one street over there. Like, that's where all the shady people are, but without really thinking that through. So you guys walk down this really narrow alley, you walk through all these places, you do a couple switchbacks, and the whole time you're thinking, yeah, nobody's gonna notice us here. But unfortunately, shady people are also the people that report to the Endicots. Alas. As you guys arrive from between two dilapidated warehouses onto the dock proper, you see a small group of ne'er-do-wells, thugs, goblins, and... Youths! At least, yes, some youths as well, as a uh, particularly nasty-looking dwarf lurking around the Gerbalter. Perhaps not even waiting for you, because their eyes are all glued on the ship, and we will cut for the evening. Ah, ah! I was wondering if I knew that dwarf. With that, our heroes find themselves rested, ready, and caught between two disreputable organizations, but many questions still remain. Will Sten learn to sing and become a triple threat? Will Eden leave her old life behind to become an Eden impersonator? Will Gij spill any more of Eden's secrets? Will Glenna's band recruitment meet with any success? Will Serial pull any high school hijinks whilst invisible? Find out next time on Sometimes Heroes. Our heroes find themselves rested, ready, and caught between two disreputable organizations. But many questions still remain. Will Sten learn to sing and become a triple threat? Will Eden leave her old life behind to become an Eden impersonator? Will Gij spill any more of Eden's secrets? Will Galena's band recruitment meet with any success? And will Serial pull off any high school hijinks whilst invisible? Find out next time on Sometimes Heroes. I have a joke, guys, I have a joke. It is. Bring it forth. <clears throat> so why do thieving rogues wear leather armor? Why do know. they wear leather armor? Because it's made of hide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a okay. good one. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on my wayward sword son. Don't be peaceful. You See, get me, girl. This is a segment where we burst into song. They're a band. They're already a band. A segment that we cut out. <laughs>